Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Sensi Brewcast. It's the voice of Sensi Craft, which kind of is what I have written down as a working title for this episode right now is the voice or voices of Cincy Craft because I think <laughs> both of today's guests are extremely important voices within Cincy Craft Beer um, even if both of them I think need to get a lot louder with what they're doing <laughs> which we will talk about that um, let's start let's run around the table introduce yourselves um, say what you do um Matt, what you do in relations to craft beer because your list will be very long. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm Diamond Bell. Um, I am also known as Beers Not for Boys. Um, um, it's my Instagram blog. Uh, blog. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. Um, Instagram blog, and then I also will be starting up a podcast as well. Um, I essentially go around to different breweries here in Cincinnati and uh, essentially try to put my face in the place as a woman, as a black woman. Um, just try to see more of us in that space. So, Perfect. Nice. My name's uh, Matt Damaris. I go by the Cincy Brews Traveler. Um, I do a podcast as well called Hustle and Brews where I interview local entrepreneurs at um, local breweries and just talk about um, the hustle and the grind. And then I... I also um, started up a fundraiser called Vets and Brews where I collect $10 donations and I take those $10 donations and buy veterans uh, craft beer at local breweries. And then the balance of that um, $10 donation, whatever spent, goes to Operation Honor, which is a veteran-focused nonprofit down in northern Kentucky. Fantastic. Yeah. Like I said, two very important voices within not just what Cincinnati craft beer is right now, but I think where it is going and where it needs to go in the future with people kind of branching out into some, some, some different realms that I think we've, uh, we've, we've looked at before in the past. So I appreciate you guys both uh, sitting down with me today. Oh, well, thanks thank for saying for that, us. man. Before we dive into it, we need to drink a beer though, because it's a beer podcast. Yes. So um, <laughs> the beer fridge. We'll just, oh, yeah. since we're all drinking different stuff, we'll just kind of roll around and everybody talk about what you're drinking and what you think about it. I have not taken a sip yet. So um, one of you guys go first. Matt, what are you drinking on? I'm drinking um, Ermel's, uh Raspberry Cream Ale from, um, what is that, Warped Wing? And then I also have the uh, peeled out from uh, 50 West, the banana hefeweizen. I got half pours of each. I don't have a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Theater of the mind. You're supposed to make people think you're drinking a pint of each. They're not um, doing flights. Though. I, I did half pours. I have not had either one of those. I've had the, uh, the what was the last Ermels they did? The, the blueberry Ermels, maybe? Mm-hmm. I've have, had the original. Had that one. And the original, of course. Um, and I really enjoyed that one, so... Um, maybe I'll drink some of that here in a minute because that sounds really good today. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, especially on a hot day. It's perfect. <laughs> and I've not had the peeled out, but um, I am a huge uh, Hefeweizen. Um, sorry, Hefeweizen fan. I was fan. about to say, <laughs> I've heard you do that a million Hefeweizen. times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's traditional German beers to get traditional German pronunciation. Um, although I guess a uh, banana Hefeweizen is not really... Super traditional, so maybe maybe it always feels okay like. With it. Uh, what? How do you say it properly? Hefeweizen. Hefeweizens always seem to have banana notes in them. You they know what do. I mean? Sure. Well, not always. So there's banana and clove, and depending on which yeast strain you go with, I think there's a couple 
uh, oh, okay. strains depending on what brewery they originated in. Um, some of them lean more into like the clovey kind of side. Some okay. lean more into the banana east side. So yeah, there it can go one of two directions. It's one of my favorite styles. Sometimes I love banana too. So I was like, I'm with it. Yeah, they. 50 West has been cranking out some really, really, really awesome stuff lately. I uh, I am just desperate for the world to start getting back to normal so <laughs> we can just start getting out and drinking more of it because, right. um, man, they are they are killing it. Yeah. I, they're interesting because, you know, for so long it was so taproom focused, so brew pub focused there, the, the brew pub. Mm-hmm. And then they, when they started cranking out cans, they leaned really heavy into distro. And then within the last year, it's kind of shifted a little bit back to kind of focusing back on site with the burger bar and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I, I have, I have such high hopes for some stuff that yes. they're they're going to start giving that us. That place this. is amazing. It oh is. my god, it's I so much it. fun. I love it. You know, especially we're getting into that season now where you just want to sit outside, and they have such a good outside yes. space there. <laughs> yeah, they've got some new game too that I I was there about two weeks ago. I don't know what it is. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like little miniature tennis courts. Pickleball. Pickleball. Is I've, that heard, what it is? I've heard about pickleball. Um, I've heard that it's kind of an old people sport. Like old people are nuts about it for some reason. That's fucked up because I was like, that would make me tired quick. <laughs> it looks exhausting. <laughs> that must be it's, real old. Somebody described it to me that it's kind of like giant ping pong. Like the rules yeah. are similar to ping pong and the way it's set up is similar to ping pong, but um, you have to stand and hit things with an actual paddle. I, hmm. When I'm drinking beer, I don't want to go somewhere where I have to like do stuff like i like to just <laughs> sit and drink and sit at a picnic table maybe smoke a cigar and just, I'll feel you know, you. just exactly i don't want to you know bobby over at 50 west has always been giving me shit to join their running club and i'm like i'm not gonna run he's like you get a beer at the end i'm like it doesn't matter i'm not running <laughs> it's, it's everything i don't want about my beer drinking experience. that might be the only reason i would run at this point but no thanks man <laughs> Gonna run if I'm getting chased by a bear, maybe. That's about it. <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking a lager from Northern Row, and this is my first Northern Row beer. Um, I've had a lot of their beers. I don't think I've had that one. The, the Striper. It's, it's a the Striper. Red Lager, six and a half percent. Um, I know very little about it. <laughs> you guys are all you're drinking a bunch of beers that I've right. never had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, amazed you can read that from here. <laughs> No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Northern Row is one of those places that was definitely surprising to me when they finally opened up. Um, I was not anticipating the the, the the focus on loggers that they've been really um, leaning into. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for where they're at. It's perfect for kind of who they are as a personality. So it shouldn't have been surprising. But I guess for so long uh, as a craft beer drinker, you know, loggers were almost a rarity you know you would see a place here and there that would put one out right and then it would be gone um so to see places like like them like cartridge you know that just all of a sudden are just cranking out logger after logger after rebel metal rebel metal Mm. i mean that's their entire theme is 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 being a logger brewery it's it's exciting as a as a beer drinker plus it's always a safe bet to go with a logger you know what i mean (laughs) yeah you know especially when it's hot outside like I'd go for that every time. That's true. That's that's or a actually, pilsner or something like that. Like I, I'm going for those all the time. That's I a really good pilsners. point. Or even you know somebody that may not be as into craft beer and walks in and they're sure. maybe a little intimidated by things and um, they see you know lager up there. They 
might not be as afraid to go to. And it's probably right. not going to be offensive. It's probably not going to be overly True. hoppy that, and a, crazy. That's a safe way to go. Probably. <laughs> I say probably. There are plenty right. of overly hopped <laughs> True wacky True loggers out there. I'm drinking Spry from, from Adri. Um, I haven't had one in literally years. And it is one of my favorite beers that they do. Nice, light, easy drinking with that crisp, just slightly spicy kind of kind of rye personality to it. Awesome beer. So. Nice. I might have to try that next. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Your, your uh, descriptions of beers always make me thirsty, man. Like, really? Like, <laughs> well, thank you. That's, that's the whole point. I was like, I wish like, I, I could describe that, my right? beer like that. Like, I tried. I don't know if it comes across like that, but that's, that's perfect. I'm just like, like yeah, that's good. Right? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I do that, too. I like this one. What's it taste like? I don't know. Order one. Uh, Julia, one of the loyal listeners of the show, pointed out one time that on my uh, my YouTube show, Prost, that whenever I open up a beer that I actually like, um, the first thing I always say is, mm. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now it gets in my head that that's how I introduce every beer. Ooh, ooh, that's good. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about how you, you guys both will we'll kind of bounce back and forth on this. Um, how did you kind of discover craft beer? What was your road to craft beer? Um, I find that some people have some kind of, um, you know, some divine light shines <laughs> down and, oh, and it's like the, some some sip of a beer just kind of turns on something in their head. Mm-hmm. Other people, it's just kind of a meandering journey. And then all of a sudden one day, like, oh, yeah, I, I'm a craft beer drinker, you know, like, um, how was it for both of you guys? For me, well, I've always been a beer drinker, but I did not get into craft beer until we had dinner at Senate. Um, in OTR and um, it was a Rivertown beer and I just I tried it and I thought it was like the best thing ever it was just so good and I can't remember exactly what it was I want to so, say it was, a, it was an ale a pale so ale um, and then I think I've heard you say it was a blonde yes, ale yes exactly or yes it was a blonde ale and then the next time we went back it wasn't there it was completely gone I'm like oh my gosh that was I wanted it again but they didn't have it so the next best thing was Cougar from Rheingeist and that's like I completely, completely fell in love with craft beer after that, and just and then all of a sudden, this is like in 2017, 2018. I was gonna say it's more recently, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, and then after that, it's like like everything exploded. And that, that craft beer was everywhere. So. Was it just like a, uh, a frenzy at that point, trying to try new things yes, every time exa- you go it was. somewhere? It was just like I, I needed to get it. I needed to to figure, just try different beers, and then not realizing at that time that we had craft beer breweries here i don't know where i was or how i even found out about it but so when you tried like the rivertown beer then cougar you didn't know that they no were made idea. no <laughs> idea awesome. That's that awesome. Awesome. <laughs> no idea so it was it was on after that so. that's a lot of discovery for you to yeah, do too really like, <laughs> well it's, we, you know i i speaking for me like i forget sometimes i like that that journey, you know, when you first start getting into craft beer and that, that, like I said, that frenzy mm-hmm. of just like, I need to try everything that exists, right. which if you started into your craft beer journey, you know, a decade or two decades ago, it was, it was easy to do. Like there wasn't that much stuff out there. You had to go to your specialty shop, which places like this didn't exist. You know, it was jungle gyms or uh, root cellar or one of those places that, you know, had that selection that you could walk in and you're picking up a six pack right. and then going somewhere because there, there, there wasn't other places to go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so, like it, the 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 journey itself wasn't that difficult, you know. Finding finding lots of great locally produced, right. you know, fresh beer was sometimes hard, but 
Um, whereas now, like if you just if you get into craft beer now, uh, it would it would be overwhelming. Yes, uh, but also really exciting. True. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, don't know. I think you know that you know just to be able to walk in and be like, okay, I need to try right all, all of, of that. Exactly. I don't know what any of those styles are. I don't know what any of that means, but I want it all. <laughs> Even coming here today, looking at that board, it's just like you never know because it's just so many things. You know, it's just so many things. I was gonna say I feel that way when I look at it now. Like, right. I <laughs> well, I mean that's true. Like you know, I, yeah, I can recognize what what styles are and stuff yeah. like that. I kind of sure. know what all of those are but i mean i mean maybe 25 percent of those i probably have probably maybe even more than that i haven't tried before like that's you walk in and you're like oh man crazy, right? do i do i go to the old standby that i like i know is fantastic <laughs> or do i you know continue on this journey of just trying to find the next thing and, right so what do you do in that situation? It depends. <laughs> it's it's always it on the day, I guess. Yeah, usually, usually it's trying something for me because I'm always trying to stay up on what's happening. Is mm-hmm. you know what's number one, what's local, and what mm-hmm. have I not tried before, yeah. and then what am I excited about? Um, today I went a different route because it's hot outside and I just <laughs> wanted to spray. Right. <laughs> That's usually my first question when I walk in. Like if I go to a brewery, especially if I've been there pretty often, I'm always like, "What's the newest one you got?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let me see if I've had it yet, but. I mean, some places I go that are brand new, I just try to run the board right. on I, a flight I, or I something. I do, but, you know, for me, it's, again, depending on why I'm there and what the context is around that, sometimes sometimes it's not an option to really try what I, I want to try. Sometimes there's something I need to try. Um, you know, I always want to be that person where if you are sitting next to me at a bar and you start talking about a brewery or a beer locally and you ask if I've had it, the answer is yes. And I can tell you my thoughts on it and I can convince you that you probably need to go try it too. That's, right. that's always kind of a, a goal of mine, but it's yeah. really difficult to do sometimes. <laughs> um, what about you? How'd you, uh, how'd you get into this? Well, mine, my first experience was a lot, a long time ago. Makes me feel old. But um, <laughs> when I uh, graduated high school, I moved to Colorado. This is like 94. And, um, I got a job at that a ski does make you a little old. I am. I'm old, man. I'm old guy. But uh, I worked at a ski resort out there, and um, I was in a pizzeria, and they had two taps. One was Budweiser. One was Fat Tire. And I'd never heard of this. In the 90s, we couldn't get access right. to it. But everybody was ordering it. No one ordered anything else but that. So that, that was the first taste I got. I was like, wow, this is different than anything I've had. When I came home, you know, I went to college. I was, uh, I was broke. You know, I was drinking 40s most of the time, honestly. But my stepbrother worked at Uno's in Beachmont, and they had a crazy selection. You know what I mean? He was the first guy to really get me trying different things. And uh, he was really into IPAs. I've, I haven't been until recently. I'm getting better at them. But, um, yeah, that's – I think Uno's in Beachmont is where I tried the most at the beginning. And then, you know, it kind of just started blowing up around here. Listerman, I lived in St. Bernard's, and Listerman started their um, tap room. Yeah. And um, that became my spot, you know what I mean? And I fell in love with, I mean, did Nutcase you, did was, is just, one of my favorite beers of all time. And, like, I love going back to Listerman. It's almost nostalgic to me at this <laughs> did point. Did you discover Listerman when they were still, like, in that little wobbly bar yes. phase? <laughs> yeah. And actually, I, uh, I had a memory pop up on Facebook from one of my buddies' uh, uh, bachelor party. And it was that old one. It was back in the back. It was, yeah. like, on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I've I have a lot of really good memories at places like Listerman or you know Mount Carmel or some of those places that were kind of or Rivertown, you know those early adopters into this, yeah. the people that jumped on, and you know they're still like you still get it a little bit when a new place opens up if you kind of are are there for that whole journey, but. Mm-hmm 
it's different now. Like it's mm-hmm. when a place opens up, it's they're already a little more polished and a little more uh, experienced than anybody was back then. It was just sure. such a, you know, everybody was figuring it out, even the places yeah. that were making the beer. So, so what's the Sorry, OG? Oh, oh go ahead. Sorry. I live down the street from Listerman. Do you? I do. <laughs> and I don't, I don't go there enough. Really? I don't. And I should. I mean, I like their beers, but I don't know. Y'all, y'all like Listerman, yes? Yeah, sure. So it's just for me, it's just like they put a lot on it. Yeah. If that makes sense. They do. Yeah. yeah. So, but I definitely need to, I mean, I live two minutes. I just need to utilize them more. When, when you're really. there, there mm-hmm. are other things that will pop up on tap other mm-hmm. than, you know, the big New yeah. England with whatever, you know, the right, pastry the stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there are other things tucked in there that are absolute gems of beers that, um, Hopefully, with the opening of the new trailhouse, yes. Hopefully, some of that will get kind of a spotlight. Yes. You know, yes. What's the trailhouse? It's their new location. Mm-hmm. Where's that at? Just down the street from them. The old uh, what is it? Delicio Pizza Place. Yes. There? Yeah. They, yes. That's exciting. I don't think, and don't quote me on this. For they're going to have both running simultaneously. It's going to be more restaurant. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Space, focusing on more, as as Dan said in the the article. Uh, normal beers, <laughs> so you'll see a lot more of the lagers and stuff like that. Um, you know, don't talk shit about Norwood. So yeah. some of those beers will be kind of that will be their spot, whereas the tap room can be um, kind of more for yeah. the the geeky weird stuff. <laughs> and I was excited to read that yesterday. That, okay, that it was crazy. recent. I was yeah. like, how yeah, did I miss that shit? It's fairly recent. Now, yes. in theory, what they said was it was supposed to open this weekend, so. It could be opening very soon. Yeah. And that's a nice space. Yeah, that's for sure. Nice I used to love that uh, yeah. pizza back here. Yeah, and it's right at the, uh, what is right now the end of that, the Wasson Way Trail. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it's right yeah. there. So Montgomery like and Dana. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So let me ask you this. I was talking with somebody the other day. What is the OG brewery right now? Like, which one is the oldest that's still operating that's been around the longest? Is it Mount Carmel? Uh, Hofbrau House, depending on depending on how you count. Really? Yeah, they, they yeah they opened in the nineties. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, now they, they were supposed to. So Does that count as a local? Though? That's that's the other question. Now, <laughs> I have my own issues with Hofbrau House. Uh, <laughs> we won't get into that. It's a too long of a story. Um, it's a great story. Go back to Volume Four, Episode Thirty. I'm not even going to look it up. I don't. It, it, <laughs> Just go on the website and search for uh, arrest. <laughs> It'll <laughs> pop up. Um, <laughs> um, so I have, considering that I have my own issues still, they were the first Hofbrauhaus location in the United States. Cincinnati is a sister city to Munich. Sure. Hofbrauhaus was supposed to be in Cincinnati. City of Cincinnati sometimes sucks making things happen. And <laughs> Newport needed businesses at the time and convinced them to open there. I give them some kind of credit. They brew their own beer here. Um, It's a lager brewery and they have a killer, killer beer garden. So they deserve some kind of recognition that they're here and they're doing what they do. That being said, they are not completely a local brewery. So first locally owned brewery that is still open um, would be Mount Carmel. Okay. And then right after that would be Rivertown. Um, yep. And right around that same time would be Listerman. Okay. Um, Listerman was a little, little late and really starting to crank things out. They were just making bombers of yeah. of Dan's beer, which was not as good as what they're making now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my buddy was improved. like, 
I remember when he said, I remember when I could get uh, growlers of, of uh, Mount Carmel at Kroger. Yeah. And I was like, really? Oh, yeah. I don't remember wow. that. And I was like, yeah, I, I live in Fairfield, so Jungle Gems was my spot. Um, uh, they would literally fill up their station wagon with growlers, drive them to their stops to sell these growlers, and then sell them off the shelf there. That's it was, crazy. And it was before there was any other local stuff available. Like, that's I mean, and that's that's part of why they were able to get into Kroger with growlers you know, <laughs> because there wasn't local stuff. And then, you know, uh, Rivertown was the first local place to have a six pack of their beer at Kroger. Wow. Um, it was it was a different time than it was. It was, it was fun. now you can get everybody. at yeah, Kroger. Was, yeah. <laughs> you can, you can get you can get a beer from God knows where. At Kroger. Right. <laughs> um, what is it that gets you guys excited about craft beer? Like, what is it? What is it about this? This? This thing that's in a glass, you know, this beverage that that really kind of fires you up and makes this whole thing. I think sense. Uh, I think our city really just gets me fired up because I mean, we are. I don't think a lot of people realize how lucky we are mm-hmm. to have so many amazing craft breweries. I forget in about it sometimes until I go other places. Yeah, right. and I'm like, oh man, like this is cool, but man, it's not as cool. <laughs> right, right. I mean, we have so many amazing options. I mean, I love I love the taste of beer. I rarely get drunk you know what i mean i have a couple beers i get a little buzz going but i like the actual taste of beer and we've got people putting out some delicious liquid man oh yeah and um the other thing is the the craft beer community to me is amazing like um you know i've kind of just got myself you know in the mix in the last couple years but everybody's so damn cool and just welcoming and you know they want you to try their shit out and you know they're very proud of what they're doing it's a it's a craft it's an art and uh Man, it's really, it's really cool to go around and meet people and hear their stories and, you know, try their beers out. I mean, I can't, it's just fun to me. It is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I miss how I used to do it. You know, yeah, I'm but. looking forward, I mean, before COVID, you know what I mean? But I'm looking forward to getting back to that, being in um, full tap rooms and talking to more people. But, um, you know, still, it's just, you know, if you're just into, in it to drink, it's pretty amazing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For me, it just, I don't know, beer makes me happy. Um, my hmm. dad drank beer, and of course, he let me taste it. He drank Miller High Life, and I always thought beer was like the best thing that you could drink. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> not to interrupt your story, yes. but you know, you always hear people say, oh, it's an acquired taste. Yes. It's an acquired taste. I can still remember that first sip of beer that mm-hmm. I ever took and just absolutely loving yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've never been like, first, I'm like, I've never been like, oh, that's nasty. Oh, every beer tastes the same. Every beer does not taste the same. I love it because there's so many different things that they are doing with it. I love the camaraderie and just the many people that you meet. And it's just like I'm building so many friendships, you know, and it's I, it just makes me happy. I love it. Just It's like, such a beautiful creation. If there's no better reason than it makes me happy. Right, seriously. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? That's why I do everything in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's the goal with everything right. we do. There are plenty of things in my life that I'm doing that I'm like, oh my God, I'm miserable with this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was sitting and drinking a beer. Seriously. be at work and I'm, I'm on Instagram and just like, oh my God, I wish I was just doing this like yeah. all the time, you know? Yeah. Just... That's that's a sign that you need to be doing it more. Exactly. That's the truth. I told my husband, I was like, I'm like literally sick of doing something that I don't love. And I love everything about well, here. You're you're definitely sitting at the right table. Right? We'll, we'll, we'll have a discussion after yes. the show. Um, Got me hyped. Like, come on, girl. Do something you love. You can do it. Right? <laughs> so 
talking about things that you love and things that you you want to do. So the podcast, mm-hmm. you well, let's let's start with the Instagram. Um, how did you? Why did you? When did you start this this idea of doing wow. this Instagram page? And then, you know, I, I I can't can't go down that road without saying it's not beer is not for boys. It's not just for boys. We're allowed to drink it too. I was totally going to ask that question true. when I knew she was coming. <laughs> I know, and I get that a lot, but I don't. I don't know. It's because when you think about beer, you only think about the men drinking the beer. You don't think about right. women drinking beer. And for me, I'm just like, it's not just for boys. Well, as you said, it's not just for boys. Maybe I should have put that just in there somewhere, but <laughs> it is what it is now. But y'all get the idea. <laughs> but um, it was, you know, like ever. When, like, when did you start it? It was 2018. It was like a, pr- a little bit after it, I had that over town and that cougar, and then just like went from there. And then um, somebody I worked with, I was like, we, we should do a beer photo shoot. So we went to Mantry. I did a photo shoot. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my Instagram page. And that's where it went from there. And that was in hmm. 2018. And, and so when you when you started it right then, yeah. was it was it beer is not for boys? It was beer is for boys. That's what it was first, and okay. I put beers not for boys. What? What That's was it? Freaking hilarious! What was <laughs> it? What was it that that when you're when you're saying I'm yeah. just going to start a, an Instagram page that's you know pictures of beer and that yeah. kind of stuff? What was it that kind of got under your skin yeah. that you know? What got under my skin was like I said, not seeing a lot of women sure. in beer. You know, in every woman, I'm not going to say every woman, but if I have a friend try beer, they say it's nasty. Right. Really? Like, yeah, I don't understand. Like, what's nasty about it? <laughs> like, I don't get it. So I'm just like, okay, I did, like I said, I didn't see a lot of women talking about craft beer. So I'm like, I'll, I'll do this and just like post, you know, and talk about it and maybe try to get more women into it and things like that. And I found a lot of women that like beer. Um, and that's, yeah. that, that's great, but I still would like to see more. Yeah. Women. Well, yeah, and I mean, black folks there. too. Even, exactly. No even, doubt. No even doubt. Even here, if we look around, you know, BCs. <laughs> it's the demographic. Exactly. Bro. <laughs> guess, guess how many women are here? You. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> guess how many black folks are here? Oh, well, Kenny's up here. <laughs> but yeah, that too. You know, you don't see a lot of a lot of black people in craft beer, and I just want to see more of that in our city. So, and it's, like you said, I could do. We could do more, as you said. Like speaking on Matt, he could do more. And I can do more, you know, right. to get exactly what we need to be with this thing. It's 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 so frustrating sometimes because I feel, and I, I get that my opinion is probably very different than than yours is mm-hmm. because when I go in, I feel like these places are so welcoming to mm-hmm. everybody, right? Sure. And yet you just don't see it, right? I'm like I can't understand why, why. like exactly. why is this why is this happening in this industry? And right. We could go down a whole different road with sure. some of the other shit that's happening in this true, industry, true. but. Um, why when you walk into places that you know on the surface or to somebody like me mm-hmm. feel so welcoming and feel so open to any type of people why are people not coming that's, a, that's, right. that's the question man yes. you know how many times I've asked that yes. like how many times I've sat in a brewery and been like this is crazy yes. man or like well I have a different perspective because my wife's black so mm-hmm. like we'll walk into a place and if we see like other black folks or others, mm-hmm. you know, we're mm-hmm. like, hey, look at exactly. this. Like, this yeah. is pretty it, dope. It, it, you know it what I'm saying? It excites you to see, you know, those black people in there when you do go in there. Because the majority of the time, as you know, there's 
There is none. You know, and that's what got me so hyped about Esoteric because it's a black-owned brewery. It's so good, it's, too. Oh, man. It's, y'all know I ride hard for Esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> I already know, man. It's just like Brian has not put out one bad beer. Like, not one Like I've, that I've had. I mean, I had all of them. Like, they're all so good on so many different levels. But I just love to see it. And even in that establishment, you don't see a lot right. of black people. So Really? Um, you don't. You don't. You look, Damn, the only time I went up there, I was the only white dude. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Mark, we had Quick Trip went up there. And I, was really? like, I was like, look at this, bro. We're the only white that's folks in awesome. here. That's <laughs> awesome. See, every time I go, you know, you see something here and there, but but uh, that's good to hear, though. Yeah. Like, seriously. But, yeah, it's just about. Like, I've only been a couple times. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think twice, honestly. <laughs> I need to go back, though. Yeah, Because that sure. Kalima oh. is my, oh my shit. God, it's so good. Oh, it is. So good. He did the remix with Kalima and Mocha because he does remixes of his yeah. beer on Tuesdays. That Kalima with Mocha was, um, I'm like, can you please just put this on tap? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? Like a small run of that because I never even heard about it yeah. until you posted. Yeah, you posted just, something about he, it. They, it he doesn't do a big batch of it because he does uh, remixes. Every I gotta t- try oh, that, man. I told him like, please put this on tap. <laughs> For sure. So you come into this, you you, you start this Instagram page. <laughs> was there a moment that you start to? you start to feel like you can kind of start pushing this to a different level and really start getting out there to people instead of just, oh, I just, you know, on the, on the weekends, I just go and grab a beer and I take some pictures. Right, of yeah. So that, as I kept going to different breweries and not seeing, like I said, black people or women, you know, drinking beer, that's when I'm like, all right, this is, this. I need to do something more. I need to try to get, and I, I'm still at that point where how do I get them in there, you know? So that's something I still need to figure out myself. And hopefully, you know, with me continuing to post and then doing my podcast and hopefully one day even try to do an event and try to bring people in that way and like have a, some type of taste and just a, there's, I feel like there's a beer for everybody. Yeah. So I feel like you just take the time and try it, then, you know, I think you'll come to love it somehow. What is holding you back right now? Me. Because, you know, you've got this. <laughs> That's the realest shit ever. Right? <laughs> you've, you've gotten this podcast that you've been teasing us with for yes, a very long yes. time now. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of us out there that are just desperate to desperate to get more of yes. that into this community. Yes. And um, you're not doing it quick enough for us. <laughs> and you, you, you're motivating me by saying that. Like, really. Um, it, it's me because I'll get like, okay, I'm doing this. Then I, I'll get scared. I'm like, um, like, even coming here today, I'm like, I get so nervous. Really? Well, I do. I don't know why I get so... I've always been shy by nature, but I get so nervous, and then I'm like, so I'll step back. But I really need to seriously push myself. And then this time, you know, I put that trailer out, and then I was saying, I'm like, I really need a logo. So right. I I reached out um, to Beth, who... She works for March 1st, and she does the... The, the graphic design. Yeah, there. the graphic design yeah. for that, and I reached out there, because I saw the solo can... Um, from Whitburn, I'm like, oh man, that's dope. So I reached, I'm like, you know, I really need a logo. I need a bomb ass logo. And <laughs> and she, I'm like, I'm gonna let you do whatever you want to do. And that's what you saw on my Instagram. That's what she brought back to me. And I fell completely in love with it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so this is it. I got my nice. logo and now. I need to, I need to get pushing. I do. So really. do you have any recorded? No. Okay, you got. Let's do it, man. I know. I know. Yeah, I want to hear it too. Yes, yes, for sure. And I was telling. uh Andrew, I'm like, like the first episode I wanted to be about me. I'm like, but how do I do that? Like, how do I talk about myself, you know, without like somebody interviewing me? But Have your husband interview you. True indeed. He knows you're you and your brew right. adventure. You're right. You're yeah. True. So true, Matt. So Plus, true. Plus, don't be scared. I mean, 
the thing is, like, who cares if it doesn't sound that great? Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. Like, constantly. Right. Like, and and uh, <laughs> honestly, who cares what other people think about what you're doing as well, Facts. as long as you, you're happy. Right. You know what Indeed. I'm saying? Indeed. You are so right. So, for me, it's similar to, you know, when you, when you started your Instagram yeah. page. You didn't know what you were doing with it. You didn't right. know where it was going to go or what that direction is. You just kind of figure it out as right. it's going. You just have to go. Yep. You just have to go and you got to start it. The, right. the, the hard part you've got now is that you've got this thing in your head, this this vision of where you want it to mm-hmm. be, and you got to you got to get past. You got to get to put that aside right. for a little bit and just get it going, right. and then start to drive it towards True. that point. I True. think. Plus, holy shit, man! You don't even have a podcast yet, and you're sitting here as a guest with gnarly <laughs> What the hell, oh, man? Like, just, like, I've been following him forever. And right. when he said, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's an honor. It truly hell yeah. Is. I appreciate it. It's just really an excuse for me to not be in my house with my <laughs> screaming children. <laughs> hey, man. Get it. Uh, yes. This- Matt, let's uh, let's dive over to you. Um, yeah, man. Speaking specifically of the podcast side of stuff, because we could go down a whole rabbit hole of your your hustle in life. Which, if people want to hear that, speaking of having your spouse interview you, the last show where your wife was interviewing it was great and kind of oh, gives thanks, give some good insight into um, <laughs> kind of that journey into the hustle. So go go find Hustle and Bruise wherever you download podcasts. Yep. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes if I remember to do that. If I don't, I'll remind send, you. Send me a message. And I'll put it in. <laughs> I'm so bad about show notes. Um, how did you? How did you find your way into um, beer content creation? So the hustle and brews side of things. The right. beer so, side. So uh, in my regular life, I'm a real estate agent, and um, I quit my corporate job back in 2017. And part of the the first thing I did was I got with the the marketing team at Ownerland with Jenny and um, Megan. And they were like, look, you need to find out what your, what your niche is or your niche or however you say that. But they were like, what do you like to do? Like focus, you know, how you market yourself. Because I never really marketed myself, mm-hmm. you know, as an individual before. I, I would always work for corporate companies. And um, I was like, well, I like beer. And they're like, okay, is there a big community for that? I was right. like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I started off doing homes and brews, which were uh, real estate workshops. And, um, you know, it's just meet at a brewery, raise some money for a local charity, um, talk about a really basic real estate topic, uh, maybe for an hour or so, and um, raise some money and have fun, meet with folks. I did that for like a year and a half. And um, luckily, I started noticing that it was the same 20 people or so, you know what I mean? Right. So I made the idea that like, I'm not going to just keep doing this. It's much easier. Podcasts, I've been listening to you forever. Uh, my wife got me into podcasts on a road trip, and I was like, I think I can do that, and it'd be much easier than, you know, setting up shop at a brewery and planning all this shit out. And uh, that's what I started doing, man. And then COVID happened, and I was like, man, what's that perfect timing? Because there was going to be no in-brewery events for 2020. Right. Well, it's funny because, you know, if you're if you're somebody that, that has this idea to do things in person, you want to sit there and you want to talk to a room of people, and you, you get 20 people to show up in a room to listen to you talk, that feels good. Yeah. You know, when you start a podcast and then if you have – We'll say thirty listeners. Yeah, like, man. Why is it only thirty people? Right. Why is that? Then, like, you start to get all self conscious about thirty listeners, not realizing that that is bigger than the room that you were would have been happy with. Right. And then as that start, it, and that does grow, and it just you know, podcasts have 
so much potential to get out to so many more people than will ever show up to a room. Man, that's to blowing my talk. mind too because I never really cared. I like to me, I never, I never got a deal as a real estate agent from the in-person events that I did. Right. But I'd have people reach out to me because they saw me posting about them all the time, and they'd say, "Hey, I got a friend that's trying to sell a house or whatever," and I would meet up with them and I'd get deals that way. A couple a year. So I was, I really clicked to me is like this is exposure. Like I need to be seen and known for this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I approached the podcast the same way. Like I just want people online to know that I'm staying busy. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I get, I don't care how many people listen, but I get blown away when I look at those numbers. I'm like, awesome. holy shit! Like, who are these people? Back in the right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's not like a ton, but it's like when I see if anybody from out of Cincinnati listens to that melts my face melts my face and it happens every episode like where are these people hearing about this shit it's crazy it's 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 interesting the way it all works it's yeah uh so vets and brews how did that happen uh so i did an event it was a it was my last homes and brews event in 2019 um i had another one planned at alexandria brewing company in um 2020 of april and that got canceled obviously (laughs) but um one of my buddies is a marine veteran and he said, uh, you know, if you ever do anything at 50 West, I want to be a part of it and we'll do something military related. And um, we started setting it up and he was like, uh, we, we, were, we went to Operation Honor, which is the, the nonprofit that we we're going to raise money for, for that specific event. But on the way back, it was like a fuck. It was like a 50 minute drive. It was way down in Kentucky. And we started talking about like, how can we make sure every vet gets a beer when they come to this event? Because we already had like 10 veteran owned businesses lined up and we knew other vets would come in. And um, we just started spitfiring and brainstorming, and we came up with Vets and Brews. And, I mean, it, it did well at that event. I had a bunch of donations, and then I couldn't go anywhere to pass them out. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I ended up uh, basically taking what the balance and giving it to Operation Honor. But as soon as things started lightening up a little bit, um, we got back out there um, with the help of Rebel Metal. They were huge, you know, with a veteran-owned brewery down there. Right. Uh, did the podcast with them, and they were like, tell us more about this idea. You know what I mean? Because I dropped off like 15 cards to them. And donations and they were like we want to we want to get this going and they kind of kick-started me to, to keep like pick it up and um yeah ever since my buddy that started it with me he lives in colorado now you know what i mean so it was just something i just kept going i was like it seems simple man 10 yeah. bucks you know what I mean? Buy a vet a beer. Like, who's not going to do that? Right. Well, you see so many places that have that beer it forward kind of idea where they have a board yeah. where you can just, you know, buy a buddy a beer and put their name on the board. And a lot of times on that, you'll see for a vet, you know, something yeah, yeah. to take it to that next level and have some kind of organized thing that when you walk into a tap room, <clears throat> you see you see that table tent, you see the logo somewhere, you see, mm-hmm. you know what that is, you know that they support this idea, you know, it's, it's I think it's really smart. I think it's, Thanks, man. Um, again, kind of tapping into this other side of what craft beer should be about. Right. Sure. And, you right. know, building that community. Well, plus, sure. it's like whenever you're out with somebody, you buy them a beer, that always feels good. You sure. know what I mean? Right. When when my buddies would come back from, um, you know, duty or whatever, and or my family members, it was like, first thing we did was like, let's go out and get a beer, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let me buy you a beer. Thank you for your service. And, yes. and that was just normal. That's what, what I did. I did that a lot. So I was like, Man, this is cool as shit. Like, I can just go to a brewery, find a vet. That's the hard part, but right. find a vet and, uh, right. and like, hand them a beer, man. You right. know? But, you know, unless they got a tattoo or a hat or a shirt, that's that's been my big problem, identifying <laughs> veterans. So now I'm trying to team up with other uh, veteran organizations when they do events so I can just be, like, a, a supplemental benefit of their event. You know, they say, I'm actually doing one at um, a fretboard. It's called Marines for Life. They, nice. He's got 15 or 20 Marines and, and veterans coming in. 
And he's like, hey, man, if you have any donations, can you show up? And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I want to do. I got like 40, man. We're, we're drinking. Beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Line them up. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, where does it all go from here? This is for, for both of you guys. Where, where do you see this idea going for you? How far do you want to take this, uh, this, this, this beer idea that you're playing around with? Me first. Sure. <laughs> Get that first episode out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then honestly, really, really try to get people um, involved in the craft beer scene here in Cincinnati because it's so huge. In the Ohio period, like it's so many. What is like 300 and something? Yeah, 360 really? something, like, I think, in Ohio. Holy crap. That's something crazy. Like that. That's crazy. So, you know, just really try to get more black people on the scene and get them drinking craft beer outside of the norm of what they already drink, you know, outside of the, the liquor and things like that. Right. Um, I, I want to take it as far as I can go. So I, I just have to push myself, and I really appreciate y'all telling me, you know, to get on it. I really do. That that, that means a lot to me. I'm going to so. start sending weekly emails. To, where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? <laughs> Where is it at? No, I love it. So I'm, 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 I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start texting you a picture right. of a black person in a brewery every time I see one. <laughs> Love it. Like it's I happening. Right. It's happening. This is happening. Oh my god. What about you? Um, you know, we'll just see. I'm I'm an idea guy. I'm not really like focused on where this is going. Um, I'm already amazed by where it's gone so far. Um, the whole idea of hustling brews for me was to um honestly lay out a blueprint for my kids so they can hear these this the entrepreneurial right. mind state you know what i mean so i can keep doing this forever whether i get paid for it or not you know what i mean it's just fun i'm, I'm having these conversations with people regardless if, if i have a mic on me or not you know if i meet a if i meet a business owner at a brewery i get hyped so it's already Bets and Brews? It's, it's already spawned another podcast right yeah it has so i've got another one coming up and actually we're it's already out. We haven't announced it yet, but right. by the time when's this coming out? Monday. Monday. Yeah, so it should be good by then. Called the Bruce Travelers Outcast Podcast, nice. which you've been a guest on. I have at the other BC's <laughs> Bottle Lodge, right. oddly enough. Um, but where where we just kind of me and my my buddies, we, we've always called ourselves the Bruce Travelers. We go around and just try breweries out and try to encourage people to come out and try them, and then we mm-hmm. say, hey. If you come here, you can also go to these breweries within a radius. You know right. what I mean? Like encouraging people to get out and like explore the scene, right. kind of the same exactly. thing. But uh, and we'll have you on for esoteric, oh, absolutely. I already know. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's another one. And um, you know, with Vets and Brews, I don't know. I just I I'm starting to feel like this thing might have legs, man. Like um, nice. I, I just got uh, featured on um, Channel Nine's Homefront, I think a week or so ago. Wow. And I, I just, I'm, I had a Zoom meeting with a brewery in Alabama this <laughs> week. That's the like, thing. It's, it's, it's so, it has that ability to go everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, the goal for that, I guess, is honestly to, to get a free donated pint to every veteran in the country. Why not? If they drink beer. I'd love to buy you one. You know what I even mean? Even if they and, don't. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe even better if they, they don't drink craft beer. Get one in their hands and see right. if they can. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, so, they're so grateful for it. And, and uh, a lot of times they'll be like, hey, man, not for me. You know, give that to another veteran that's more deserving. And my game is, look, man, I've got this $10 donation. If I don't spend this on you, I can't give the balance to Operation Honor. Right. So you need to accept this. This isn't yes. literally from me. This is right. from someone else online. I'll tell you who bought it for you. But um yeah, I don't know, man. If uh, I could see it going nationwide, I don't know if um, I don't know if it will, but mm-hmm. 
it seems pretty simple. It can yeah. work anywhere. There's sure. veterans everywhere. And, and like I'm learning of more veteran-owned breweries too. Like wow. the one that um, recently called me is called Fractal Brewing Project in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. And it's a Marine Corps um, head brewer and part owner. So I was like, it's perfect, man. Well, even, just tell me to tell me to come in and set up. That's all I need you to do. Just say go. Even just looking, you know, locally, like there there are a lot of veteran owned breweries, or at least partially owned by veterans. Yeah, um, more that, than I that, knew. That don't that don't really go out there and 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 talk about it. And like it's there's a, there's a lot of veterans in this industry. And yeah, uh, yeah. I need to holler to you about that too because yeah. I mean I've got it set up in five. I know that you know I know about Dale. Yeah. I know March first also has um yeah. some veteran owners. Uh, and obviously Rebel Metal. Right. Um, I'm in Narrow Path and uh, Common as well. Those aren't better known, but if there's more than that, I want to know, man. Alexandria. Oh yeah. Wooden Cask. Um, really? Who? Randy? Mm-hmm. I, He's a vet. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know that. I have to actually look at the. I have to look at a list of all the breweries, and I could probably name a couple more on there yeah, off the top of my head. But I actually the guy from Operation Honor I'm was like, get an "Man, email we, now from people. Do you forget about these guys? These guys. <laughs> Good. Sorry. Send Sorry. Those, forward those emails right. to me, man." And uh, the the guy from Operation Honor, his name's uh, Joe Montgomery. He he's like, man, we need to get in Alexandria. And I was like, I know them. You know what I mean? I've talked to them about doing an event there. I think it's just a matter of me making a phone call. So that's I'm gonna be doing that soon. But um, shout out to Alexandria, by the way. Who, when you're listening to this this last week, it was our anniversary party that they had to kind of bump around and and move. And they they released three more bottles of their uh, their Saturn, Saturn Sins. Yeah. yeah, such a good beer. It is. What is it that get you guys gets you guys excited about Cincinnati craft beer specifically? You know, you you can go into any decent sized city in this country and find a really great craft beer scene. Like, what is it about Cincinnati that that that, that makes us the best? The quality. <laughs> uh, I've been blown away recently by and like usually, man. Look, I go to a brewery first time. I'm not expecting everything to be right on point. You know what right. I mean? Like I'm. I'll go back to breweries that I'm not even that fond of just to see how things have changed up. You know what right. I mean? But it seems like recently a lot of uh, newer breweries have just been putting out good shit right from the beginning. Like yeah. like starting with Third Eye, you know what I mean? Uh, Rebel Metal, Esoteric. Like It's like, man, these guys are coming out swinging. So it's like, I'm ready for the next one. What's right. going to happen? You know what I mean? Like these guys ain't playing. So It's just the fact that they just keep putting out all this good stuff it's just like it's, it's never ending like we're always going to get something you know whether it's good or not they're they continue to produce and just putting their name out there you know it's a lot of us it's a lot of breweries that i feel like that we're underrated cincinnati for our breweries we are we're, but I that's kind of the cincinnati around. thing too like so we're too. we yes. feel like we're underrated about right. everything true <laughs> no, <that's> true. <laughs> i mean isn't that isn't that kind of the cincinnati yeah, thing that's so true that's yeah. so true we have a subway too, and it's, right. it's not even built. <laughs> Tunnel with weird cables running through. Right. We got a subway. <laughs> it's just a fact. Like this is my hometown, and this is what we're doing. I'm just blown away by it. And our history goes deep yes. with brewing. You sure. know what I mean? It goes yes. so, so deep. deep. Uh, yeah. Well, what I what I think is fun too is that not only is that history there. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to kind of that underdog chip on our shoulder mm-hmm. thing like mm-hmm. it's there and there's so many people that don't know about it that the people that do mm-hmm. you get that you get that defensiveness about right. it. like don't you know that we're <laughs> right. a beer city? like don't how do you not know that about us like right. that's our thing and like, yeah man you know it just kind of 
kind of goes on par with everything. You know? Right. Yeah. We, right. We've got good sports. Come on, man. We, we won the that World Series in 1990. <laughs> so you know the history of our baseball team? <laughs> we were the first. Right. <laughs> You ever been to opening day, man? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody celebrates opening day like, like Cincinnati. Do. They don't. They don't, though. That's that true. Um, we go hard for opening day. <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about uh, specific beer kind of stuff. What, what styles do you guys really, really enjoy? What's uh, If you went and stocked your fridge right now, what are you filling it with? Um, what kind of beer gets you excited? Um, me, honestly, I, I never was a huge IPA fan in the beginning, but now I am. It's like I feel like that my palate has expanded a whole lot from just drinking the blonde ales and right. things like that. So I'm drinking IPAs and stouts. I'm a yeah. coffee guy. I like coffee beers, but traditional styles like Hefeweizens and I like Belgians. Mm. You know what I mean? So if I can get my hands on those anywhere I go, that's what I'm ordering first. Any specifics recently you guys have had that uh, you want to shout out that have been... Uh, Kalima has Ooh. just melted my face. Yes. I mean, I was, you know, Cato was always huge for me. I loved uh, Cool Beans at uh, Jackie O's as well. And um, I have a buddy who loves coffee coffee blondes as well. Mm-hmm. And I went to um, I went to Esoteric. I got a five, you know, a five taster uh, mm-hmm. flight, I guess. And that was the first one I picked up. My first thought was like, man, my boy Twitty's gonna love this shit, <laughs> and he did. It turned he he dropped Cato as his favorite to that one. I was like, damn, that's crazy, man. But uh, um, Sons of Toil has a really great uh, coffee blonde. They do. Blonde, yeah, I got. I had a bottle of that the other day, like last weekend. It's yeah, real good. Yeah, really, really good stuff. I love the triple kettle at uh, Narrow Path too. The yes. the Belgian that yes. thing is amazing. I don't know if I've had. I'm trying to remember which because there's. Three, Three different versions. Each I brewery. haven't had wooden cask yet. Um, I think I had Third Eyes, and I think that might be the only one that I've had. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. I can't remember these things. I'm getting into sours, too. Like, I'm finally, my, my palate is starting to accept sours, so I try those everywhere I go. And then, of course, you know, um, seltzers are just the shit. <laughs> so... If we're gonna you start, know I had to say that. If shit we're gonna start you, talking about seltzer, oh my gosh. I and I and I know your stance. You don't drink anything that's not so. <laughs> I did that on purpose. There is a valid place in the world for seltzers right now. Seltzer fest, man. <laughs> seltzer oh fest was an embarrassment to a local seltzer. <laughs> I, it, there's a weird line with seltzer though. Like once you cross into some of these other places it gets really fun the, mm-hmm. the stuff that that march 1st has been out the astra stuff crazy it's not really seltzer it's mm-hmm. this other kind of category uh i haven't tried the urban stuff yet but knowing those guys it's going to be phenomenal yeah it, it's a whole different kind of thing <laughs> i just said that to rile you up because i've heard you in the last five I just, episodes i'm just there. so torn on seltzer i still have never found that situation where i would choose a seltzer over a beer nah hell no but i know I it has to exist <laughs> Has to exist. <laughs> I'll find it one of these days. Oh my god! Uh, is there anything that you guys don't like about what's going on in Cincinnati beer right now? Uh, I mean, Cincinnati is, is a hater city. You know what I mean? We always have been. Like, right. seems like people always hate on people trying to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just think uh, 
you know, if you if you're not into something, you just don't pay it any attention. You know, go find something that you are into. You know what I mean? There's no need to talk shit about people. Um, I mean, there's breweries that I don't frequent very often. There's breweries I haven't even been to, but even the ones where I'm not super impressed at first, like I said, I'll go back. I'll go back five or six times. I don't care. I'm sure that there's at least one on the board that I'm going to like. Right. You know what I mean? And and to me, it's about supporting locals. So these guys are out here uh, busting their ass. You might as well support a local business. You know what I mean? I just hate when people talk shit, man, all the time. It's always like, man, like, it's just crazy. Just shut your ass up and drink right. something you like. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard, too, when you when you see those people hating. Like, just... Just like relax, like if you, like you said, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But you know, keep those comments to yourself, you know, because I might just have well, to go off on somebody. I love Cincinnati's <laughs> hating ass, so I'm not I'm not I, hating I'm on right. my city. I no, love my I city. Love it. I love it. No it's, doubt. It's the good I'm hating thing on haters. Right. <laughs> it's the good thing, and it's the bad thing about this world we live in, where social mm-hmm. media is so easy to have your voice heard by right. everybody. It's that it's so easy to have your voice heard by everybody, be it good or bad. Right. There are a lot of people that are negative that that thrive on that too knowing mm-hmm. that the, everybody can hear them yeah and so they just stand there and shout in a <laughs> in a room that probably doesn't want to hear right. them shouting so <laughs> i guess the other problem I, I guess i have is uh it's our scene is so big at this point that i haven't even been able to explore it all you know what i mean like I, I remember you saying on uh maybe the last episode with um common where you were saying if yeah. i did one a week it would take over a year for me to hit every right. brewery like yeah. that's crazy and who's going to more than well I usually do, but more than one brewery a week. I, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely would be if I didn't have two small children right, right now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, right? some of these you're gonna have to drive pretty far away. You know what I mean? So, I wish, I wish I'd tried them all at this point, but I'm sure I'll get them in. Yeah, well, just don't do it all in one day. That's right. uh, <laughs> don't do that. Like, you just find those ones where you continuously go back to. Like for me, I'm, I'm always either going to Esoteric or Nine Giant. You know, and I've been to a lot of our breweries in our city, but I just need to venture out more. Um, all the ones that we have but like you get so stuck on one like you just continue to go back just make a make a rule for yourself that like you know this week yeah we'll go to to our regular spot mm-hmm. but the next weekend is an, an exploration you know we're, we're going somewhere right. you know somewhere right. that we haven't Such been a good idea. we're pulling up the list here's right. the first one that we haven't been to that's where we're going today right. and, and or, go there or take your new sure. variant um brewery map shirt yes. and just point to a spot yes. and go there. <laughs> That's you right. know what I'm saying? You got a Bruce Travel go. logo on the back. There Let's go. go. <laughs> I'm with it. Well, guys, how can how can people find what you're doing? What is the best place for people to go to? For me, it's Instagram and Facebook. Beer is not for boys. Just that simple. Beer is not for boys. <laughs> yeah, man, I got too much shit. <laughs> uh, Instagram, um, Cincy Bruce Traveler um, on Facebook. Hustle and Brews, Vets and Brews, um, Cincy Brews Traveler. I've got a bunch of them. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. one big landing page right? with a list. Yeah, it's stupid. I, I feel you, man. I love, I, it. I love it. I'm starting to get to that point myself where there's just so much shit. I'm like, oh, man, I, like, I just, I, I'm not going to promote this at all. I'm just gonna, it's just going to exist. It's, and, like, you know. it's like back in the day, I never thought I was old when, you know, you would hit your gear. And I was like, when I have to start scrolling, man, I'm right? old. You know oh what I'm saying? Seriously? So like, oh, wow. Look, I've been scrolling for a minute, but... <laughs> Now, now I get on Facebook and it says, uh, go to your pages. And I'm starting to scroll. Like, why do I got so many damn pages? It's such a pain now, too, because they changed something on Facebook where you have to act like 
it's like this for some of my pages, but not others where you have to like change your profile over to the other one. Have you gotten that yet? No. Yeah. I, I, I did something that maybe I shouldn't have done because <laughs> I have to actually switch like so that I'm using Facebook as the gnome or I'm using the Facebook as, as, as me and like huh. it changes. Uh, it's, wow. a, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. I haven't it's, got that yet. Yeah, don't do it. Whatever I did, don't do it. <laughs> Well, guys, I appreciate you very, very much sitting down with me and uh, having Thanks a beer for having and, us, and, uh, and talking about what you guys got going on because yes. I, like I said, I really, 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 really think it's important stuff. And for anybody that's listening to this that has some kind of an idea in your head, just freaking do it. Like, yeah, just man. get out there and just make it happen. Facts. And if you have any questions about it, just um, shoot me a message or shoot anybody a message, so anybody that's doing this and ask them you know, how, how to make your idea happen because I think that's... Uh, I think it's true for all of us that we just want more people kind of achieving right. that, sure. that thing in their head. So yes. uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know where. I do know where, but I'm not, I don't trust that it's actually going to happen. So I'm not going to say <laughs> it. <laughs> um, we will be somewhere drinking something. That is safe to say. Uh, if you like what I do, uh, go to thenarlygnome.com slash support. That's how you keep all of this rolling and keep my wife off my back. So um, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. <laughs> Sensi Brick has the voice of Sensi Craft. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>